I, I wanted to thank everybody for joining Own Your Future podcast, where we help own your future. I have uh, Ken Ray here, who is a, a local home inspector, who's going to tell us a little bit about, about what he does and uh, his experience in the industry. Hey, Ken, uh, tell the people a little bit about your job and what you do. Yeah, sure. So I'm a, uh, first, thanks for having me, Eric. I appreciate it. Um, glad to be here. And uh, what I do as a licensed home inspector is um, I provide buyers uh, information about the condition of the property they're thinking about buying. That's the most common scenario where I'm involved in the transaction after an offer is made typically and accepted. Uh, there's an inspection period. So I come in and perform an inspection. Um, I follow the state standards of practice as a minimum, and I actually go beyond that in, in a few ways. But um, I typically spend a couple hours on site in the home, and then I'll deliver a written report, um, which is an online uh, system. And uh, then I'm available afterwards for the buyer for questions. Awesome. So uh, I'm sure a lot of people uh, have questions about what the market was this uh, these last two years with COVID and and everybody, not everybody, but a lot of people deciding to waive their home inspections to be more competitive. Um, what was your experience with that? And what are your thoughts uh, are on people kind of waiving those inspections? Yeah, a couple things going on there. So the first one is, uh, as far as COVID goes, um, 2020, the bulk of the, the worst part of the pandemic, uh, ironically for me, was my busiest year ever as an inspector. I did over 500 inspections that year. And the main reason for that is a lot of inspectors decided to stop working or they had to. Or, um, and so that, you know, the market took a while to change. But so meanwhile, there were still buyers. Uh, there was still lots of competition for homes and we were still doing inspections. Um, for a time there, it got a little rough, you know, having to limit the number of people in a house and follow all the safety guidelines and all of that. So um, that was a grind for almost a full year. And um, it was around that time that the pandemic started that I decided to launch my company. <laughs> so talk about rough timing. Um, I was working for somebody else at the time and I really began the process not long after the pandemic started, but I was undaunted. I was determined and uh, I launched my company a year ago, uh, about July of last year. And, you know, over that time, as you mentioned, a lot of buyers started waiving inspections. Uh, I think most people understand the market changed and there was a lot of buyers and not a lot of inventory. So competition was pretty fierce. And I heard stories from agents like buyers offering to buy their client, their seller's wedding cake because they just got engaged and doing all sorts of things to set themselves apart. And one of the things a lot of buyers did was waive contingencies, uh, waive appraisals and um, in doing anything they could to be competitive and stand out amongst other buyers and houses going way over market, way over asking. It was not uncommon to see a house go for $100,000 over the asking price and getting into bidding wars and all that sort of thing. So one thing I started doing in response to that uh, as Kenza um, was to offer a consultation. And uh, that was sort of an abbreviated walkthrough with a client, no written report. Um, but then it became an issue with um, between the insurance company and the state standards of practice. They didn't agree with each other. The insurance company said I could do A and B and the state senator practice said I could do C and D. So I had to stop doing those. Um, but that was one way I was trying to help buyers 
were waiving inspections to be competitive so that they at least got some sort of information about the home. So the market started changing again. Interest rates have dropped, as you know, and um, inventory is creeping up a little bit. Condos have been on the market a lot longer than single families typically. And so inspections are coming back into the, the process. So all, for all those buyers that waived inspections, one thing I started doing was offering that same consultation service post-closing so that it was kind of a, what did I just buy process? Um, but same kind of idea, flat rate for just a walkthrough, give them the highlights and at least have, especially first time buyers, uh, understand the condition of their home, the things that they should focus on and that sort of thing. So it's been a real roller coaster, and I'm sure for you as well, you know, the market, changing so dramatically in a short period of time and uh, we're all doing the best we can to accommodate buyers. So, so I had a question about, yeah. as you just said about the, what, what did you just buy consultation? Have you run into any nightmares that people regretted yeah. because after the consultation? Absolutely. There've been a few of those. I mean, uh, industry wide, just in general, you know, we inspectors talk amongst ourselves a lot and there are a lot of stories about buyer remorse people rushing through and trying to get something and waiving that inspection and waiving the appraisal. Um, there were cases where I did inspections and the buyer had not even seen the home in person, uh, buying remotely, doing inspections over video calls and all sorts of things. And so uh, it's not, it wasn't uncommon for quite a while for an inspector to, for me as an inspector to come in the day after closing. So they close on a Friday and book me for a Saturday. Um, and it's, been, there's been some eye-opening situations like I did one recently where there was a very old boiler uh, there was mold in the attic or suspected mold and uh, there was asbestos on in, for the pipes and all sorts of things that buyers would have no idea about um, in, unless they had understanding about you know what's what's in a home so there have been some of that and um, it's it's been difficult for buyers uh, getting sort of a reality check or but as they move in and understand what they're dealing with. So, so my recommendation to buyers is never waive the home inspection from a, you know, uh, uh, like a, a safety and just, you know, peace of mind and not putting yourself in a very bad position. Um, but it was used often uh, to, for people to be more competitive. And I, I just think about it. I'm like, if I walked through a home, I would have no, I, I do mortgages. I, don't know when I walk through a home, I have no idea what I'm looking at. And um, just the thought, you know, like something would look fine to me and it might be wrong. So, so is that your recommendation is never to waive a home inspection? Absolutely. I mean, I mean, we all understand that buying a home is the single biggest financial investment most of us will ever make. And when you're spending hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars um, over a period of time and, and, putting down a large amount of money as a deposit and all that stuff. Um, it's a smart idea to know what you're getting into. Um, it's understandable that, you know, people, the market was kind of forcing buyers into a corner um, and you either dealt with it or you didn't buy. Uh, so you know, it's a rock and a hard place for a lot of buyers. So it's really understandable, but um, that's why I started doing that consultation thing. So that, and of course, as an inspector, I have a bias towards, you know, you, you shouldn't get, some information about what you're buying so that you understand it. And as a professional experienced inspector, that's my role in the, in the transaction process, uh, which is, uh, I think one of the most important pre-closing. And so, 
you want to avoid uh, trying to avoid those kinds of buyer remorse situations that we've been seeing in the last year or so, uh, where all of a sudden you've spent way over asking, you've put every penny into a deposit, you've got a large monthly mortgage, and suddenly you have tens of thousands of dollars of repairs to deal with that you didn't plan for. And now yeah. you're in a worse position. And um, so, you know, knowledge is power and I offer knowledge. And so the more knowledge you have, the better off you are. And so even, that's why I say even after, for those buyers who skipped, you know, even doing it post-closing, you've moved in, you've lived in the home for a month or six months or whatever it is, um, it's still a good idea to at least get some kind of information so that you know what you're dealing with. Because like you just said, um, you don't know what you don't know. And that's why it's the home inspection industry exists. An, an analogy I would make is if you're buying a used car, let's say you're, you're Teenage kids getting their first car, and um, tip, you know it's a common scenario where you say, "Hey, I'm going to have my mechanic look at this car. How's the transmission? How's the engine?" Um, it's just sort of a routine process. Well, take that times a hundred for a home, you know, in terms of the, the financial risk. So it's always a smart thing to get information about what you're investing in. Absolutely, I agree with 100. So you mentioned something earlier that I, I wanted to ask you about because you you said you did 500 inspections just in the during the COVID year alone, and so you obviously have done hundreds, if not a th over a thousand inspections. What are some of the craziest things you've seen on a home inspection? It's uh, a great question. Uh, yeah, I've done somewhere over 1,200, close to 1,300 inspections lifetime, and over about four years, and. Uh, one of the fun things about being an inspector is you, you just never know what you're walking into. Every house is different. Even two brand new houses built yesterday side by side are going to have different issues. Um, but some of the some of the crazy stuff I've seen is um, uh, trying to uh, get into a crawl space and there's just a really short space between the ground and the, the framing and you're trying to crawl in there and seeing all kinds of um, in older homes in particular, like columns are going all different directions and kind of uh, Lego blocks of stacks of uh, structural components that are holding up the floor of the house. Um, it's that kind of stuff that a buyer would never ever see like doing a walkthrough. Um, a lot of times you can't even get into a crawl space. So um, some structural stuff for sure. Um, and then just kind of some odd, unusual things. Like there was a house in Arlington that was about a hundred years old and nice big house, really high ceilings, wallpaper, and a pretty nice house. But just for some strange reason, randomly in the middle of a staircase, there's a door with glass, a glass door just in the middle of a stair stairway for no apparent reason. And everybody's kind of looking at it, scratching their heads like, why would somebody do that? And so there's interesting things. And then there's, you know, concerning things. Um, but, you know, sometimes homeowners will try to do their own repairs. Uh, I see a lot of um, people messing around inside electrical panels, and that gets a little scary uh, because that becomes a safety problem. Um, and so one of the things um, I focus on, and it's actually my top priority in every inspection, is safety, safety first. So I always look for like homeowner type repairs. Um, did somebody try to build their own deck? Um, decks seem like really simple things, but they're pretty complicated. And there's a lot of things that go into making sure it's attached to the house correctly and structurally sound. And so there's been some, a mixed bag of like crazy homeowner repairs, really old stuff that hasn't been maintained. And then just kind of oddball stuff, like just a random doorway in the middle of a stairwell. Hmm. 
So, so you mentioned something else that I wanted to ask about is you did a Arlington, a hundred year old house in Massachusetts. We obviously have a bunch of old houses, but there are um, these homes uh, or new construction houses that we're seeing. Is there a, a big difference between a home inspection on a new construction is uh, versus a hundred year old house or these antique houses that we a lot that we see in Massachusetts, or are they roughly the same thing? Are you seeing different issues or, or you know, what's, because a lot of people love the new construction and I'm just thinking that, you know, you probably have issues with new construction, even compared to that, that hundred year old house. So what's your opinion or your thoughts on that? Yeah, that's, that's a good point. Um, there's no such thing as a perfect house. That's my saying for that. Um, every house, even new construction, I almost always find something for a plumber, something for an electrician. There's usually just a punch list of things um, that are sort of one and done type of things that need to be addressed. In new construction, it's not unusual that the house is maybe 99% finished when I show up, not 100% or maybe even 90%. Um, and every builder knows that there's always things they miss. There's always something going on. Even in brand new construction, I still find loose toilets that aren't completely bolted down or fixtures, missing covers, um, kitchen appliances that aren't installed. So. There are problems in new houses, but they're often a different type of problem. Uh, and so even brand new house, the, the least number of problems I've written up for new construction was about 30, 20, 25, 30 items that needed to be addressed. Now, the advantage of a new house, obviously, is that it's new and you have a shiny new boiler, a shiny new water heater, new roof, and it's typically a 30-year shingle and that sort of thing. So there are always problems in every house but they're just different kinds of problems. In older homes, um, there's a, there's just a common set of things that uh, are, are normal to find, uh, like asbestos on the pipes that I mentioned earlier, or what's called knob and tube electrical wiring, or a heating system that's 30 years old and um, maybe not running very efficiently, or roofing systems that are worn out and need to be replaced. So there's different kinds of problems, but the fundamental inspection is the exact same process. So even when it's new, I don't like skip things or do things more quickly. It's still the same standards of practice that I'm required to follow. And then the things that I do that are extra on top of that. And so sometimes new construction will go pretty quick. Um, sometimes it doesn't. Um, yesterday I did a house that was 20 years old, uh, right here in Norwell actually. And it was one of the easiest inspections I had all year. Um, hmm. But the day prior, um, I did one that was 12 years old and it took about an hour longer. So it all depends on what you find. But there are things that are normal that are uh, old versus new for sure. Interesting. So so if you had a, a couple tips, maybe one or two tips for audience when they're looking at these houses and they're going to open houses, is, is, there, is there one or two things that you'd tell people to look for when they're at an open house or a showing? Um, well, Buyers have very different eyes than I do as an inspector, and they're there for a very different reason. And um, often, it's really common, especially for first-time buyers who are not familiar with owning a home and they're trying, you know, they're upgrading from an apartment or something like that. They're looking at it in terms of how big is the living room, how many bedrooms are there, uh, what's the neighborhood like, what does my agent advise, um, does the layout work for me, is it big enough, is there a garage? When I get there, I have a whole different viewpoint and a whole different perspective. And that's the value that I bring is that objective uh, 
understanding of the condition of the home. So when a buyer is walking through and doing a showing, typically they're there for like 20 minutes, maybe half an hour at the most, so often less than that. Um, during when the when the market was really crazy, um, showings would have buyers stacked up. Um, you get 10 minutes and then you're out the door and then the next buyer gets 10 minutes. And I did inspections that way too, where inspections were, inspectors were lined up for the day and you had a time limit inside the house. So very different uh, roles, very different eyes, very different um, perspective. And I've had a lot of clients tell me that, you know, I, you know, I never noticed that when I was here during the, during the, the walkthrough. And uh, that's, that's why it's important to get that extra set of eyes to really understand from an objective perspective. Because when you're there as a buyer, it's next to impossible to be objective because you're trying to figure out, do I want to live here? And I'm trying yeah. to figure out what do you need to be aware of? Awesome. Well, Ken, I really appreciate you coming on uh, the podcast today and, and giving my audience a, a little insight on what it's like to be a home inspector. If people wanted to get in touch with you, uh, what is the best way to get in touch with you? Uh, let people know what your contact information is. Sure. Well, well, thanks for having me, Eric. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be here and happy to um, help you participate. Um, the easiest way to reach me is online. It's kenzainspections.com, K-E-N-S-A inspections.com. I have an Instagram page, a Facebook page, but my website's the easiest spot. All my contact info is there. Um, you can fill out a contact form and reach me there. You can call me at 617-333-8842 um, or just go to my website. You can book me online. It's an um, easy two-minute process to book an inspection. It tells you if I'm available or not. And uh, uh, I'm always happy to hear from anybody who has questions. Awesome. Well, thank you, Ken. Thank you, Eric. Appreciate you. Have a great day. You too. See ya.